Welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. This is JJ Brownlee. That is Jamie Faulkner. We're coming back at you. I just did sparkle fingers for you online. I don't know why, but we're coming back at you here with another another action pack week of wrestling. Uh, we have uh, uh, good news. Jamie uh, took a test last week and then got a big old negative on that test. So we made a venture up to Iowa this past Sunday. Went to go mm-hmm. see some live wrestling gloriousness at uh, Pro Wrestling Revolve. But uh, all sorts of things going on here. Lots of AEW happening. Impact. Some Nazis showing up in wrestling. I'm serious. <laughs> Twice. Tw- Twice, yes. And so much more. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. If you are checking us out on YouTube, please drop a comment down below to join the conversation. While you're down there, you can hit the like button. It does help us out quite a bit. Subscribe if you want to hear more. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast provider, of course you can get in the conversation by giving us a shout on Twitter at Total Spot Fest. There we go. Jamie, how you been, man? I've been good. Um, I also did take another test last week, and it, it was a DNA test. It turns out that I'm 100 percent that bitch. Just want to make sure you guys knew that. <laughs> oh, really? So you, oh, you and Jade must be related then. Oh my god! Like, they, like I thought, like maybe they, you know, they're doubling down with the whole bitch talk with her. It's like, okay, yes, okay, okay, I, I know, all right. I know, I know, I know. I yeah, we'll talk about that. When we talk dynamite. <laughs> we will. Like, we will get into that. We will get into that. So we hope you're staying my, warm. Mine, mine was a Lizzo reference, though. <laughs> It shows how much I, 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 yeah, I can't do nothing on that. I mean, I, I mean, I got to fully Heather, the librarian caught that and, 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 and appreciates that I, I pulled I, out a Lizzo because sure, usually yeah. it's just pitch perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm expanding my horizons. <laughs> expanding horizons. See, you know, my, my brain's in a different musical mindset. I spent a good half hour today, uh, basically half of my lunch break. I was chatting with one of our coworkers about the, while we were young festival they're having in the, the pre-sale starts tomorrow the 21st and it's this october in vegas it's a one-day show that features my chemical romance and paramore and taking back sunday state champs and dance gavin dance and afi and the jimmy world and like 35 other bands it's just like all this like early 2000s like alternative emo gloriousness so lizzo reference right over my head sorry man (laughs) Wow. 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 Wow, indeed. So let's uh let's circle back. Let's talk about some wrestling. How about that? Let let's talk a little wrestling. Let's talk a little bit about a, a trip up thirty five north to Des Moines, Iowa. I know it's not how it's Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> yes. I hate, I hate the, the beautiful landscape of Des Moines, Iowa in January with <laughs> Six inches of snow, roughly. Give or take. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Des Moines was, was lovely. Um, but we were there for one thing and one thing only. Wrestling Revolver. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. as a different type of crowd than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Um, it definitely didn't have the inclusive vibe of, like, Journey Pro. Like, hey, how are you? I'm this person, like, very greeting. It was more of that traditional wrestling fan i'm here to yell and scream at people and have a good time i'm not here to and, make friends i'm here to you know we'll, we'll, yes. we'll hang out we, people we sat by were cool enough right yeah they were so, they were but, 
But yeah, I mean, you, you found the sole other Steeler fan. Other Steeler fan. Yeah, me and me, two Steeler fans in the entire building, like five, six hundred people, right? And it's like we just found each other. It, it kismet. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool. So COVID and injuries and everything plagued this oh, show. So hard. basically, they only had two confirmed matches, and everything else was going to be surprises. Like they were just throwing stuff together. Mm-hmm. the The main event was a death match, a scaffold and light tube death match uh, between uh, Jake Crisk and Jake Christ. Sorry, Christ. and. Yeah, and Alex Cologne, who's like a deathmatch god, I guess. Um, and that match was amazing. I got some videos of it up on our Twitter if you haven't looked at that. That's at Total Spot Fest, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so please good. give us a follow. Appreciate it. It means I mean, a lot to us. They didn't leave a single light tube unbroken. It was so good. 100%. The scaffold was utilized fantastic. Doors broken. A piece of uh, tube apparently hit Jamie on the arm at one point, And we were about eight rows back you know so yeah like i'm holding i'm holding up recording and next thing you know i feel something hit my arm I'm like oh cool you know like that's exactly how it was so the only drawback for me at that show was i was still getting over everything and i still am so like i couldn't like yell because it hurt like it was still mm-hmm. like uh so i was more the hand clapper guy this time and i'm more like to be in the chance and going with right. stuff Right, you were so, you were in it on the first match, and then after that, you took a steep dive. I think you used all your energy. Yeah. I'm from like, the go. <laughs> whoa, vocal cords don't like this. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the first match. The first match was 100 percent a brand new match that came out of nowhere, um, and it was so Speedball good. Mike Bailey, uh, who recently came off of a hard to kill victory, um, newly signed by uh, officially signed to Impact Wrestling, Speedball Mike Bailey. Yes, going against none other than Big Boy Season himself, AC <laughs> Romero. And as soon as I saw him come out with a Big Boy Season shirt, I'm like, I gotta have that shirt. Obviously, I'm a big boy. I need to have a Big Boy Season shirt. And Fair you know what he didn't have? Didn't no have shirts. Because he just showed up late and he didn't bring any of his merch. So well, he's, he just did pictures, which is cool. But, but yeah, man. Oh. I Excellent such a, match. I, I, I was unsure about Speedball. You know, the hard to kill thing was cool and all, but I was like, eh, I don't really know. Seeing him live, he is amazing. He is so good. I'm big he, Speedball he fan is, now. Big. He's great. We saw Madman Fulton going against Ninja Mac. That was a unique match. It was cheeky and fun, honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. more, more than good. You know, like if I was like, Wanting a cheeky and fun match that hit had to hit the nail on the head, but yeah, it it had some good stuff. The match of the night for me, though, a hundred percent was Jonah versus Brian Cage. It was that match. Fucked. That was one of the and, two matches that was still whew. intact. Luckily, there are two marquee matches from the card weren't affected by injuries, travel restriction, travel things, or COVID. Thank God, because they both. I mean, the death match was the death match, but this match here. Oh my god. It was amazing the ring was still standing when they were done. Yeah, so- like they did a superplex, they did all sorts of stuff. The F ten, like it had everything. Like it oh. was it was amazing. It was I full full on swolverine goodness. Yeah, it was whew, 
Great, great match. Great show. And then they announced their next show. And I want to talk about their next yep. show because... Before we get to it, just a couple of little quick highlights of this show here. So okay. uh, just just real quick through. Mach Slamovich was in there. They did a modified thing. She very much isn't keeping in character. I don't I don't get paid by the hour sort of bit. And a triple threat. But mm. it looked good. Um, you had... Eddie Edwards, they had to kind of retool this match here. That Eddie Edwards teaming with Chris Saban versus Warhorse and oh my god, I can't remember the other dude's name. Um, Mar- Mar- um, Marlon Reed. Mar- My- My- Myron Reed. Myron, Myron Reed. Yeah, the, yeah. The young, that was highly young entertaining. Goat. There was a f- uh, there was a four way match as well that had Andrew Everett. Uh, mini, yep. <laughs> mini, mini Andre the Giant <laughs> uh, versus yeah. Ace Austin versus uh, um, Eric Zane Christian versus and Blake, Blake Christian. Christian. Yeah, and wow, flippy spinny shit central. Blake Christian uh, damn go, near go. died in that match too. It was he took a hard bump. So anyway, that just kind of rounds out the match. Talk about talk about the next show. So the next show they announced it. It's going to be April sixteenth. And it is going to be called Swerve's House. Yes. So, Swerve, not Scott. It's uh, Richardson now um, is his last name. He is going to be there and also going to be there just recently announced. Steve Macklin is going to be there. Lindsay Dorado. And, and debuting the Virtuosa. Diana Perrazzo. <laughs> well, her and Matt are together, are married. So, but, that, but yes, I've been dying to see her in a wrestling ring, like Weird and Macklin, because Macklin he is phenomenal too. So, April sixteenth, I'm marking on the calendar. As long as Megan doesn't have a tournament, we will be going. It is a Saturday, uh, Saturday in the springtime, so it should be a little easier to get to. Um, for us, I don't know if any, how many of you. I know we have people listening from all over the place, and you know, all over the world, and all over the country, and stuff. But you know, for us, Kansas City is a pretty simple drive. Thirty-five straight up. Right when you get to Des Moines, it's one of the exits, and it's like a mile off there. Like you know, bam, 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 done. Super simple drive. It's on the west side of Des Moines. Um, it's a really easy venue to get in and out of. Parking is a bit of a bore because of all the snow. <laughs> but like yeah. I said, April should be good. Um, highly recommend it. The venue is a good venue, really good, nice, clean venue. Bathrooms they had, food and drink set up, real nice. Lots of space in there to kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. So please join us. We're gonna we're making Revolver a, a reoccurring theme too because it's not every month. And Sammy put on Sammy and his guys. They put on a great show. It was fantastic. I can't wait to see Swerve and just like you, Diana Perrazzo. Yes, please. And we happen to see a few of our Journey Pro brethren there as well. That was nice mm-hmm. to see. Yes, we saw we like did. three people, <laughs> three groups of people that we typically see at Journey Pro. So that was nice. So um, plus, I know one thing that Nick Chen uh, was a referee at this particular show and delivered a choke slam, sir. <laughs> Big Dick Nick. We need to get Big Dick Nick on the show. We do. We do. We he, he isn't currently. His greatest feud is still with the with the Howlets. So next time we talk to the Howlets, we're gonna have to ask him about that, about Nick giving the choke slam and what their thoughts are on it. So So and speaking of the Howlets, yes, if you guessed it, we were we did say that the Howlets were gonna be out on uh this past Monday. 
Um, that did not happen. We had a technical difficulty with uh, the recording, so we are going to uh, go with them again. Um, but I think we're going to try to change it up a little bit uh, at a later date. But we got a few other really, really exciting interviews coming at you guys. So make sure you like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter because that's where you're going to find all of it. Um, so definitely, yeah. definitely hit that subscribe button. That shooting, helps us out a ton. shooting interviews for Tuesdays to be released. We've already got a couple that you know are being edited and stuff. Um, but keep an eye out if you really want to. If you really want to, you know, know when interviews come out, you can hit the bell icon. If you're on YouTube, it'll give you a quick little, you know, like give you a little announcement whenever we release a video. Uh, but those. Those will be coming along here. Some really, I'm not, I'm not lying, some great stuff coming in the near future. So be on the lookout. Yeah, th- this isn't that like, hey, Sunday, 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 see, <laughs> Bo Bice's brother. That's right. Brian Bice. Yeah. No. John Stamos's brother. No. Okay. Um, yeah, no. We got some legit stuff coming at you guys. You're great really stuff. So stay tuned there. No more spoilers for it, though. Check it out. Um, this coming weekend as well, we have more stuff going on because a Sunday is GCW's Hammerstein ballroom show, FYI. And if you've never watched a GCW show, this is the one to buy. Let me just kind of real quickly, John Moxley's entering return defending the GCW title against homicide. You have Jeff Jarrett. Yes. That Jeff Jarrett versus Effie. Uh, you have Matt Cardona versus uh, Joey Janela, and a, a very good-looking feud there for that. Um, oh yeah, Briscoe's Open Tag Team Challenge. Um, you've got a six-way match. You've got a bunch of other stuff. Ruby Soho, hey Ruby, making her GCW debut against Ali Catch. All sorts of good stuff at probably one of my favorite wrestling venues that I've ever seen on TV, never been to, but, you know, that I've ever witnessed shows happen at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. So this Sunday, check that out if you're interested, even a slight touch in GCW, buy that sucker on Fight TV. I am. Um, Day before that is Saturday the 22nd. Uh, We will be going in South Overland Park to the Camelot Ballroom, not the Hammerstein Ballroom, for Dynamic Wrestling Federation's next show. Uh, It's called Dax Back, which I don't know how I feel about the name there. The main event is, of course, Jeremy Wyatt defending his DWF championship against Dak Draper. But, you know, it's like, uh, okay... You're building the show around Dax, so we'll see what happens. Uh, you've got that. You've got Derek Nee versus Neil versus Moonshine Mantel. Uh, you've got Mike Outlaw versus Mysterious Q. Gil Rogers versus Arjun Singh. That should be fun. Uh, should be a good one. Ha- hashtag heel shit the hell. It's going up against the premiere one more time, so that's going to be great. Which uh, Anaya's got a new shirt out, guys. It looks amazing. It's Stranger Things. Stranger Things themed must get. I'm gonna order it uh, actually tonight. There you go. Please, yeah, support your local wrestlers. God damn it. Uh, and then last last match they have announced is Technical Difficulties versus Jake Durden and Cutter. The hold on a second here. Cutter, Cutter, the, the whatever. It's some weird the name. Carver of Cutter's Carver. Alley. Yeah, Carver. We'll Carver. Carver. We'll Carver. Anyway, 
Um, I, if I saw him, I'd probably know him. But cards subject to change. That's what's been announced. Tickets are still available for general admission, $25 ahead. Uh, bell is 7, 7.05 is Bell. 6 o'clock doors open. That's off 151st Street in Overland Park, Kansas. Should be a good time here. We actually have not been to a DWF show yet. We had tickets for the first one. Life got in the way. We couldn't make it to it. So it, it is what it is. Um, and then we missed the second one. So we're interested to see this. It's, it, it's nice to have a different flavor because we love us some Journey Pro. Don't get us wrong. But, you know, we had a very good time this weekend at Revolver, which is a different feel than Journey Pro and some other stuff. You know, we like, so wrestling is wrestling. It's kind of good to see similar wrestlers to see Dak Draper, the Howlets, and Premier, and your favorite Jeremy Wyatt in kind of a different promotion, different kind of feel setup. So, uh, should mm-hmm. be a good time. So, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be there checking it out. If you got nothing going on this Saturday, join us down in Overland Park. All right, you have numbers from the last week, I suppose, correct? I do, I do, I really do. And there's your Pitch Perfect reference, everybody. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm just going to set that up every week for that thing, because we have to get that yeah. in. So You know, and if somebody wants me to work in another movie quote of some sort, like name a movie, I'll work in a quote from it. Just do it, because I got Ooh, it in my... that's a fun game. That's, I, want, so I want somebody to get like the most random movie possible. Heather, I'm looking at you, or you know anybody at all. She is a librarian. She is like, a librarian. She could probably get be a movie. Try not books. Like I can do some books, but I, I will, I will say if you pull anything from the Lord of the Rings, stop now. If anybody picks Lord of the, have you? <laughs> hey man, Lord of the Rings new series. I announced their their title yesterday. Hey, what was it? Walking. The Walking of the Rings? The, the, it was the Rings of Power. This is the prequel series. It's back to the forging of the rings. You have no idea. You have no care whatsoever. Oh, uh, oh I actually do. It's just the... the, the I, I Fun fact, I've read The Hobbit. Okay. But you never you know watched... what they You know what they didn't do in, in, in the books? Walk. Have expansive shots, 20 <laughs> minutes of people walking in them. In my brain, that never happened. Anyway. He totally digress. All right. Anyway, so we went down let's that talk, path. Let's talk numbers. Huh? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's talk numbers. Let's talk numbers. All right. Uh, well, there was one. There can be only one, I guess. There can be only one. And just like the quickening, there was only one show that went up in ratings. Everybody else took a dip, which was surprising. No. You know, it really was because there wasn't really anything to take away exactly. from it. You know, yeah. what, what? I, I thought I thought AEW, I thought AEW, I thought Dynamite would do well because it was a good show, um, but it did dip. But Raw, of course, the flagship, the mothership, uh, dipped Which down had- to one one point six three three from one point seven one six. They had been going upward. They got down to one point five, whatever. They were going up. Yeah. So. Nah. Uh, NXT is back to their usual number ish, if you will. They were at they were previously at six eighty five, and they're at six forty seven. And they're they've been floating right around the six fifty range. So I think that's, they're right around there. I think that's the max they're going to get. And you know, I've read some interesting stuff about NXT. Beside the fact that this past week, Walter made his long awaited you know U.S. debut. He's officially on the U.S. version now. He's not over there. 
and he had uh, a match against Roderick Strong, which I surmise was a good match because those two would put on a good match, right? Yeah. After he, and I saw some, I saw some gifts of it, you know, Chop Chop City, <laughs> right, and all that good stuff. After the match, he announced him. He said, nine, nine. It's, it's not Walter. It's now uh, the winner is Gunther." And I was like, Gunther, what is that? And they look at a quick, a quick little Google search will find that WWE trademarked the name Gunther Stark. If you Google that, you will get two results. You will get that WWE trademarking Gunther Stark and a history lesson in Gunther Stark, the Nazi U-boat commander from World War II. Now, I know there's an umlaut on the U in the U-boat commander, but come the fuck on seriously <laughs> but it but it, in all seriousness too this is not the second this is not the first time this is actually the second time <laughs> wwe has gone down the nazi path so uh one of our favorites who doesn't get utilized the way he should anymore dolph ziggler is based off of adolf ziggler or ziggler if you will with a, a correct spelling of it um, and they, they actually had him originally as Adolf Ziggler, and then there's this being Dolph. Um, but so there you go. Fun fact. I mean, you know, it, it, okay, they've, they sense of kind of taking it back a step, and, you know, and the, there's speculation. Maybe he's tied into Zoe Stark somehow. They're going to be brother and sister. And well, but they've, tie, they've, they've roped it back. He's now just Gunther, which is not as bad. We still know that they were going to call him Gunther Stark, Bruce Pritchard. So and why? And so here's the thing. His name was Walter. Why exactly? That's my question. He went from Walter to Gunther Stark. Really bad. That's 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 like very anti-Semitic. You know. Uh, you know. And then now you're back down to Gunther. Gunther Walter. Gunther Walter. Gunther Walter. What's the point? I I don't know. And and shout out to another Walter who's getting the heat about this too. At Journey Pro, our boy Walter over there. Like people are like, oh man! Like the guy was even amazing with the name Walter, and like yeah. <laughs> Walter's a good name, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Walter's like, I, I, I mean, I do great well, with the name you know, Walter. To, to, and that's my, and that's the exact same point that I have as well. It's like, why you, you didn't need this? This is a needless change. Once again, you're needlessly changing a name, and not for for any good reason. You could change a name and improve upon it, or you know, you do different things, but. Walter is fine. You go from Walter to Gunther. Why? Whatever. I mean, they could have made him a uh, a schoolgirl who found a magic necklace. That's Saray's new gimmick, FYI. I saw a clip and then I read a little article on Wrestling Inc. Because I was like, what, is, what the F is this? So she took, she took some time back in Japan. And she found this necklace that was gifted from her grandparents and all this stuff. And then picks it up and it starts, it's a sun and it starts glowing. And she's got like the, you know, the, the wire rim glasses, pigtails, an obvious schoolgirl costume on. And I'm just like, you know, you make, you make Tazawa a, you know, a, a very offensive ninja, right? You mm-hmm. basically shit on Boa's now. I saw a picture of Boa. What he looks like now? He's wearing a kimono and face paint. So there's that. Um, and you take Saray, who is an absolute stellar wrestler. You bury her anyway, then you kick her off TV for a hot minute, rebrand her as a poor, poor, 
poor man's Maki Ito, basically. What the fuck? That's NXT 2.0 for you, though. Aren't you glad? So, I mean, I yeah, I'm so <laughs> done. I'm so done with WWE products now. Like it, like I don't even uh, want to talk about them anymore. Like, they don't, don't even deserve the it, air out of my my vocal cords. So let's let's move swiftly on. And talk about AEW stuff. What's the Dynamite numbers from last week? So Dynamite was they dipped a little, but they did dip, obviously. Uh, they were at 1.010 million, and they went under the million mark to 9.69. But I have a feeling that the one that we just saw is definitely going to go up, and there's one big reason. But they then they brought the thunder on some other stuff too. But yeah, um, and then again, 9.6 is okay. I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, not bad. You know, it's nine seven, yeah, nine hundred seventy thousand basically, like right around there. Um, but the big winner of the week for the second week in a row. I love this. Impact, ladies and gentlemen, they went from 104 to 111, and I will let JJ talk about this because this show kicked ass. Like I watched it, like I full on was glued to it. Not not like it's on the background. I that shit got me going. I'm like, I can't wait for next week. Yeah, see, I originally was just gonna play in the background just so I could you know know what happened, but then I just I couldn't stop watching it. Fallout from Hard to Kill, and so you had, but the fall was all good. And so you had Morrissey, you know, starting off going against, you know, kind of yelling at Moose, and you know that's kind of reoccurring theme, setting up stuff for moving forward. So you got Morrissey still focused on Moose. We don't know Morrissey's contract status. I think it's pretty obvious he's still he's staying with at least short term, staying with Impact. But that's fantastic. Um, You had. More Ring of Honor takeover stuff, like right from the get. They they jumped D'Lo Brown and put him out of commission. So you had uh, Tom. What, what does he go by now? Tom. I have it written More, down. Man, Manahan. Manahan. Tom. Hannah. Oh, Hannah. 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 Yeah. And what's his name? It was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then one of the guys I can't remember who it was who hopped on on the 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 mic goes Tom. Brian, whatever Brian, your new. Brian Myers. Your last name was yeah. Brian Myers. Like, <laughs> hey, whatever your new last name is, whatever your new last name is, it's like talk talk about how D'Lo just went through a table and it's all because he didn't have his chest protector. That's why it's all messed up. I'm like, oh my god, it was so Gold. good. So I mean, you had, you had that right from the get. So they're 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 going into this. They do the whole thing that it wasn't sanctioned by ROH. These guys are are out there. You know, yeah. At one point, you had Jonathan Gresham. You know, talking about how there was this bit that people don't know if you haven't watched. ROH, there was this big war, civil war in ROH, the pure people and these, you know, hooligans sort of stuff, and he's all about the pureness of wrestling, and gets approached by Steve Macklin. Next week, you're going to have Steve Macklin versus Jonathan Gresham in the pure wrestling rules for the ROH world title. Give me that every week, God damn it, That's going to be special. Um, not to say you didn't have good matches. And you had guest announcers on all these because D'Lo was, at, was knocked out, right? You had Chris Bay versus Laredo Kid with Trey Miguel on commentary. That was exceptional. It was so goddamn good. You had mm-hmm. Speedball Mike Bailey defeating Jake, what's my name, something. In another good match, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton on uh, commentary. You had Masha Slamovich making very short work of Vert Vixen. I love how Masha Slamovich on the indies has got her hair down, right? As you call her, mm-hmm. Russian rogue. And then on Impact, she has it straight up like Marge Simpson style. It's fan Oh, yeah, it is like way high. But 
Like when she has it down, she just has that like gray streak, and she it's the, legit. It's, the, it's, the, it's, it's like, like a rogue streak. It's a bigger, but yes. Yeah, she's the Russian rogue man for sure. I love her. So as she was leaving after getting her pinfall, in comes uh, Josh Alexander for his uh, promo. They kind of stop, stare at each other, little little, little head nod by Alexander. I like nice little touches there. Um, he gets interrupted by Charlie Haas. Just out of fucking nowhere, here's Charlie Haas, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he's been out of wrestling for eight years, I think, you know, and he, he's mm-hmm. fighting Alexander next week, apparently. Uh, then you have Moose, who's giving a world title, but not to Morrissey. He's giving it to Zicky Dice, part of Brian Myers' learning tree. Moose comes out still in his dress clothes. Zicky tries a. Uh, <laughs> The bell rings. Ziggy Dice is a fantastic... Com- he's got great comedy in his wrestling. Uh, he tries, mm-hmm. as soon as the bell rings, a Roman Reigns shotgun Superman punch, which doesn't have any effect on uh, Moose. Moose just then urinagis him, steps on his chest, one, two, three. But out comes Morrissey, and they get... So, so that's kind of where they're going to go. I think the idea is still to have Alexander be in that line because of what Moose did to him at Bound for Glory. Um, but, you know, you have Morrissey in the meantime. Alexander's kind of doing other things, and then he'll get back. More than likely, I would say Slammiversary is when you're going to have the big one. You might have one that gets, like, disrupted and disturbed in the throwaway ahead of that. But I think Slammiversary is going to be the big Alexander Moose, which... Set your DVRs, motherfucker. That's going to be something special. Um, oh, 100%. Jonah had a squash match, and then your main event was Diana Perrazzo versus Roxy. And it's title versus title. The ROH women's title versus up against the AAA Reina de Reina's champion. And my, if you haven't seen Roxy, you're missing out. She's only 20, but she is a, she is a prod. Her nickname is the Prodigy, right? And she's got it. She looks like a young Diana Perrazzo, right? She's got very similar. It really very, does. Very yeah. similar body. They're about the same height, similar body structure, kind of, you know, similar moveset. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very much she's got it in her. And this match proved it. And ended with a Venus de Milo. And once again, the belt collector is alive and well. Diana Perrazzo is a champ champ. Ring of Honor Women's and Reina Dorena's champion again. So, great episode. And they end with a little more invasion stuff from Ring of Honor. But it was a fantastic episode altogether. Plenty of matches. Weren't too long. You had some really bang, good bangers in the middle of them there. Um, you know, you had promos that are setting up a lot of things for the future. Good stuff. It's great. It's great. Watch it, guys. It's really, It's really worth your while. That was impact. Absolutely. And then yeah. Yeah, Rampage was in the week, right? In SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown. I forget I forget about our lovely yeah, blue you, brand. <laughs> you for you forget about the actual the the one, if you will, of of WWE. It went down from two point two seven one to two point one seven four. So a cool hundred thousand. Uh, and for them that's not a big deal. They're still over 2 mil. They're over 2 mil. I mean, as much as we hate to say it, it is the most watched wrestling show on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And then Rampage Rampage did go down, but Rampage was solid, too. I mean, it wasn't as solid as previous weeks, but it was still really good. Um, And it went down from 588 to 526. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it? To me, there wasn't like anything like really, you know, probably the best. And they, they, they tend to open Rampage with a banger, you know? And whether that is because the way they shoot it. Now, this week's Rampage, tomorrow night's Rampage is live. So they're doing a live Rampage tomorrow night. And then we'll talk about the card because it's pretty damn good. But last week's Rampage, they opened with Adam Cole versus Trent Beretta. And that was an excellent match. Other than that, it was fine. Sean Spears, Andrew Everett, you know, who, who we saw you know, a couple days later in, uh, in Iowa, like we said. Uh, you had six-woman tag kind of furthering the whole Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander feud thing. And then you had Dark Order, uh, Silver and Reynolds going up against Jurassic Express. Lots of fun spots in that. You know, a good fun match. Still for the, I gotta say, pound for pound, probably the most enjoyable wrestling show every week is still Rampage. It's an hour. You get at least three matches, sometimes four they don't do a bunch of different promos in there, just little bits here and there, and you get a lot of great stuff, and usually at least one banger. It's usually how it goes. That's kind of their formula. It's a good formula, you know. And still, you know, they'd be a solid formula. And if you get a half million, like we said last week, it's half. The, it's ha- it's a different time later, but it's half of what dynamite is and your goals get around a million so if you get a half million for rampage that's winning right so whatever all right you all right there your, your ears are <laughs> God, oh no no yeah jamie got some new headphones that. last week and he's still kind of <laughs> still kind of getting adjusted to it they look nice they do they feel they're way more comfortable like the, the other ones were nice. Uh, no, they're 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 phonies. Um, <clears throat> they are whatever I got on Amazon for like forty bucks. Like, Amazon brand, I, sure, gotcha. I got I have a yeah. plenty of those. Yeah, they've worked great because I mean I liked my Beats that I had, but the thing was that they sat on my ear, and like then they pushed into your ear and all that. Like I need over ear, and the problem is like with most over these ears, they look gargantuan on my head. And the last ones looked. Stupid big on, the, and these ones actually look normal. So <laughs> the gaming headset was really big. <laughs> yeah, like when I'm editing like thumbnails, like I cut around your head and cut around this giant, like you know. So no, those look great. They're very good. About as big as my ego, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, moving on to dynamite swiftly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. When we talk dynamite, it's pretty simple. We're going to talk promos. We're going to talk a lot about these promos that happened. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about a couple matches. We're going to talk about arguably the best entrance I think I've ever seen. And I can't wait to see it more and more. Um, but this show late was about one person, one person only. And he opened the show and that's John Moxley. Yep. Um, and he cut. An amazing promo. We'll go through the rest of the card here in just a second, but I do want to take a moment. We gotta get Moxley's let's dude first. This. Let's, let's, let's focus on yeah. Moxley for a second because we we're we're gonna start off with that anyway. So let's just let's, yeah, let's do it. So Mox comes out and he cuts a killer promo, and it was from the heart and soul. The best thing so was like somebody was yelling something. I couldn't pick it up. Oh, on at my the TV. very beginning, like literally at, right as he's starting, some chode says some stupid bullshit, something about you know being an alcoholic. I don't know what it was, and he immediately. And this is literally like I said, two minutes into a TV show on TBS, he just goes, "Hey, go fuck yourself. Get his ass out of here." 
<laughs> yeah. Like, he dropped an F-bomb on TV, uh, which kind of got me riled up for him. I'm like, yeah, Box is back, Box is baby. Back, right? You don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. Oh, was, I loved that. I love that. It just didn't, like, if you stop right there, I've been happy because it's like, hi, Mox. Yeah, and, and the thing was, like, he talked about the dream of having this demon cloud over him. Obviously, that's alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Like, he did a lot of symbolism in his conversation, and, like, you know, he talked about the scars inside you and how how people hide them and all this stuff. It's like, and he's like, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm 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 more dangerous than I've ever been. I see it now. I'm more clear and all. I'm like, and he looks great. Like he's, I cannot he's, he's, say he's slimmed down a little bit, you know, definitely. And he, but but his like obviously, if you've been around people who drink a lot, they get a little reddish and pinkish. And he was definitely not like somebody put on uh, up on uh, Twitter. I happened to notice like they did a a shot like a week before he went. Right. Yeah, and it. it he, it took ten years off of his. He looks ten years younger. I mean, yeah, it's it just great. one of those things. And and you know, I I I love how everybody is behind him. And he, he talked about that. And he gave a heartfelt thank you for everybody who stood behind him. And and then he says, you know, like it, you know, going through hell has been very liberating. He challenges anybody to think that they can challenge him to go through that type of hell because they're in they're in for a rude awakening. Um, because now beware, because these days all he drinks is blood. Uh, it, it was so great way to end. And he did, he was. Yeah. I like the fact that he wasn't overt. He he didn't come out and go, "Hi, my name's John. I'm alcoholic." Right? We all we yeah. all know we all know why he was at. Everybody knows, right? Everybody knows. It's okay, right? He wasn't so like on the nose, and but he was very poignant about it without being. Which is, I think, if he would come out here and been like, oh, you know, all this stuff, my wife and my kid, and all these things, and you know, that's not John Moxley. That's not who he is, you know. And right. I think it was great. He wasn't posturizing about, you know, I'm back and I'm gonna get the title and blah blah blah. It was so it was it was a very standalone moment, and it was about him and the positive outlook. And I loved every second of it. I thought it was very well done. From the beginning, from him telling the guy on, on, on a live mic on national television, go fuck yourself, right, to start, you know, to the end, I'm just here to drink blood, right? That's all I drink. Everything in between was great. So it was fantastic to see him back. It was great to see him. And Yeah, and, and sobriety is a bitch. Um, I've, seen, I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he just needs to keep fighting every day, man. It's, it's super important, yeah. you know, for him and his family. So, you know, hats off to him and I, I hope continue success in, in fighting his demons for sure. Absolutely. So, uh, well, let's, let's go over the card first and then we'll get into the rest of the stuff. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> we won't talk promos, obviously. Uh, the first match of the night was Britt Baker and Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Um, we'll get into that, how good that match was. Spoiler alert: It's Jamie's match of the night. Um, winners mine, were mine Cole. <laughs> yeah, winners were Cole and Britt. But yeah, that match. Yeah, we're, we're gonna come back to this one for sure. Not match, all of these we're gonna come back to, but this one. We no, have. match two kinda uh, was Sean Spears <laughs> versus CM Punk. It lasted, I think, three seconds, literally. Like it was a go, 
go to sleep and it was over. So I'm sorry I did go over the entire match. I'm so, I apologize. That, that's it. It's done. CM Punk won. Um, but the afterwards was good. Uh, then we had the House of Black. So Brody King and Malachi Black going against the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart. Uh, she wasn't wearing her varsity jacket, which I noticed. Right. I, I she also is not getting in the ring with them. This happened as well. If you watch Dark, anybody, if, if anybody hasn't watched Dark, you can go check it out. Just go to this match from earlier this week. It was Dark, not Dark Elevation. So she comes out and they and they get up to the ring and they go open the ropes for her and she's like, nah. And they're like, no, come in the ring. We'll we'll do the thing where we put your engine. Nah, nah. She's more interested in just kind of waving at people on the sideline. She's not really paying attention to the match. She's there, but she's aloof. Slow playing this, but I'm telling you, it's got to happen. It's There's going to be a happen. payoff. Yeah. It's going to be great. And if you are an idiot and you thought the Varsity Blondes uh, would have won, well, you were wrong. Um, <laughs> and the House of Black definitely took that one down. Then you actually had a really solid match, too. Uh, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, going against Lance Archer, I didn't. Fi- I, I thought this was going to be a squash. Yeah, exactly. The way they're the way they're po- they're posting up uh, Archer to be the next title contender. I thought for sure Kazarian's going to get this shit kicked out of him, and he did kind of, but it wasn't in the way I was thinking. It was a very yeah. good match. Yeah, I actually went through a commercial break. Um, so Lance Archer got the W there. Uh, then you had Sky Blue uh, versus Serena D. I was, I mean, this Serena's is a better match than I thought too. I mean, yeah, Sky Blue is great. Like, I, I, I want Sky Blue needs to be full on AEW all the time. I think she might have already signed or right something. There, she's if she's not yeah. already signed, she's right there. She has her own entrance. They don't, they don't come to the ring and she's already there. You know, it's like she has her own entrance. She's been featured. She's part of the storyline now with Sheeta and Deeb. She's been on Dark and El- I. She, she's right there. If she's not signed, she will be shortly. Um, Serena Deeb obviously wins that. It, it prolongs her woman of a thousand holds and the professor stuff. Um, I just can't wait for she to come out with a woman of a thousand right. four holds. <laughs> but you know, so, but, but Deeb's character seems to be getting a little bit deeper every time. Like, yeah, it, it, it was kind of out of nowhere at uh, Double or Nothing last year when she turned heel. Out of did, did, we did, did she just turn heel? We're all like, what the hell? But I don't know. She seems to be getting more depth in her character is what I feel like. I, I agree. I agree. We'll, we'll we'll talk more when we get into her stuff. And then the main event of the night was Acclaim versus uh, Sting and Darby. And this match was a lot better than I was expecting, too. A lot. Um, it was really damn good. It it almost got up there to match to the night. The, the, this didn't have Canadian Destroyers. Um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> be real, uh, but Sting and Darby, of course, end up getting the W, which sucks because I really want the acclaim to keep going. I love them; um, they're just fucking great. Right? Well, they looked, especially Bowens. I mean, but they looked great. They took out Darby before the match. They did it in a great way. So they basically jumped them before the bell rang, of course. So they're beating them up, beating them up, beating them up. And they're up on the apron and they put, they, they, they do the chair necktie on Darby and run him into what you would think would be the ring post, right? Well, either yeah. it was meant to be like this or it somehow got botched, but the chair actually hit into the turnbuckle and it looked like it legit, like, like cracked his neck back. 
wrong because but it was a good good way to kayfabe an injury he goes out it's two on one right so the acclaim looked really good but then darby out of fucking nowhere comes running out and does a does a a flying dive off the stage over the steps onto them and yeah it was it was a much more fun match than i was anticipating I, i still don't really get the end game with sting and darby though I feel like is the this end just, game is, this is eventually... just a filler for Darby. Is that just what it is? The end game for them to go against each other. Yep, and then Darby to go on his own officially. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like him taking off of the idea of Sting and becoming Dark Darby, and you know, hiding and you know, I dig that. He's already, he's already two thirds of the way there just by his emo ass in general. I, you know, yeah. But I feel like this is still just kind of a placeholder more than anything, you know? Yeah. Whatever. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about, because obviously I said promos, right? I want yes. to get into Codelander's promo. Okay, I was hoping you would. Yeah. Um, before you do that, real fast, I just want to, we're just going to just kind of go out. There's a bunch of promos here setting up stuff. Uh, they had an inner circle promo where they kind of tease, you know, Ortiz and Santana's fallout with Jericho. Uh, there was a promo with Jade Cargill. She's cha- being challenged by Anna Jay this coming Friday on the uh, Rampage. Yeah, bitch show. Just keep, just keep plugging the bitch stuff out there, sure. Um... There was uh, a Rapungi Vice promo. Yeah, uh, Rapungi Vice. <laughs> like, like, like that guy excited about Rapungi Vice. With, with yeah, with uh, yeah, with a T-shirt they were wearing a Rapungi Vice T-shirt. There was Rapungi Vice out of nowhere. Um, well, they they've been together, but not as Rapungi Vice. But Rapungi Vice versus the Bucks this Friday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Former IWGP Tag Team Champions. <laughs> uh, junior IWTV junior, junior. Tag team tag sorry team. Junior. junior and then you had interesting love and actually uh, Hardy Matt Hardy and Andrade so they formed a partnership where he sold the majority stake in the Hardy family office to Andrade 51% now he still maintains three of the five spots on the, the board of directors him and private party uh I, I, I think I see where this is going. It's a way for uh, Andrade to phase out Matt and maybe get Matt broken. That's my thought. I know, I like that, I know that the Hardy brothers were announced for their first match in like six years at some indie show. I can't remember where uh, yesterday. So that's my thought. Anyway, those are the other promos. Talk about Code Lander. All right, so Codelander comes out and it goes right to TV commercial, and he sets up a giant ass ladder. And this promo, <laughs> I will have to give him mad props. I'm gonna have to, and it makes me not want to hate him. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so. The people start booing him at the beginning. They are booing the shit out of him. By the end, they are cheering for him. Cody chants are going. Everything. Like, he turned the crowd. And I'm like, that is a powerful promo, ladies and gentlemen. And he 
laid down some serious truths though. He went all he went he went round, he run the gamut on this promo too. Yeah, and and the one thing too I want to also point out is his hair. So he has been very much one. Okay, I know you're like what? <laughs> I'm like hair. Do you look at hair now? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, to to Heather the librarian's minor details about Malachi, I also noticed some minor things about Codelander. So his hair is naturally brown, right. and he always, always, always has it dyed perfectly for every time he's on TV. Right. Platinum blonde. Platinum blonde. Every single time, right? Did you happen to see what color it was? It was half blonde. The the brown was coming out. Like his, it, his an roots. evolution. He had, he, had dirty, he had dirty roots. Yes. Like the evolution of Codelander is coming. Okay. So I, I want to call that out. That's, just, a, that's good. I'll keep an eye on his hair from now on. Okay. <laughs> it's just a little thing. It's a small thing, right? I, I, but it's they're great the small things, and he, I, yeah. I could see that from him because he's the type of guy who would do something like that intentionally mm-hmm. to signify something. Yeah. Okay. And, and 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 you know, so there's that. And one of the big things about his promo, he called out, you know, one person that that came in. And he talked about how CM Punk, you know, started this revolution with the pipe bomb. And he talked about the pipe bomb. And then he's like, you know what? He never did any of the things he said he was going to do, which is wrestle in New Japan, wrestle in uh, Ring of Honor, um, team with the Bucks. Bucks and- yeah, and all this stuff he used. But you know who has? Me. You know, like he just <laughs> went off like, I've done it. Da-da-da-da-da. Like he got everybody jazzed about it. Um, <clears throat> and then like he, he also, oh, he called out a few people. Yeah. He went yeah, deep in the, several ways, man. For real. yeah, like one of my favorite ones is like you know he's like you know, the forbidden door didn't exist. I built the forbidden door. It's there because of me. Like again, Codelander, very egomaniacal. Code yes, very egomaniacal. Like the 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 formations have. He's like, you know why I won't turn heel because of this and because of you and you were there when I needed you most and all that stuff. And it's like. It's perfect, but one of the best things he, he was talking about, he talks about the Young Bucks and the Dragons. Like, he's watching them, and he's like, "What the guy, the Bucks are trying to start the Wednesday War all over again. We don't want, you know, they don't need to go, you know, as, as much as the Red Dragons, like, finish hip toss class. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, Do you really want to see them go up against Developmental 2.0 or something like that? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went after that. He talked about Ricky Starks going against Jay Lethal. He's like, you know, hey, you gotta watch out for that lethal injection. Talks about Malachi Black, and he mentions other. Uh, he mentions other talents, you know, in, in AEW. He's like, he's, he he didn't need anybody, but he brought somebody. And you know, in here in AEW, we don't rename people like Gunther McGillibuddy. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> like, just went right what? after him. Going for it, but then he says the the balls, the strength and the size and this, and he has the balls to come in and keep his name of Brody. Yeah, like that's anybody's anybody who comes to this company with the name of Brody has to have big balls. And then he's like, and then there's gonna be a kid in eight years who's gonna come and and, and test it. You know, was like <laughs> talking about negative yeah, one, which I'm like, fuck yeah, like like he got me going on it, but he. He then, of course, challenged Sammy Guevara for a title unification, as we all expected. 
at beach break in a ladder match. And I'm here for it because I would really like to see Sammy Guevara in a ladder match. I think that is, could oh, be a marquee yeah. match for him. Um, I, I, of course, think Cody's going to win, just to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, it makes more and, sense for me to have Cody win. As much as I love Sammy, Sammy's going to have a multitude of, of chances to, to get that. He'll, 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 he'll hold that and other titles many times over. Yeah, and especially with the ascension of Codelander. Like right. this is very Codelander-ish. And and for all those I know I had to give Bird Girl an education on this as well. Is the mixture of Homelander from the boys and Cody becoming one and becoming Codelander. Um if you've not watched the boys or read the comics, do yourself a favor. It's not that far, but you know what I you know what I mean. Um but Jesus, this thing looks like it is going to I think this is gonna be the match of the show. Um, except for when Johnny Gargano comes out. Well, let's talk about the first match of the night here before we get into speculating Gargano. I agree with you everything. There are parts in this promo that I was like, oh shit, Code Lander. Like when you start getting all riled up a few times over, I'm like, that's Code Lander. That's Code yeah. Lander. And then he brought it back. And he's like, this is the direct opposite of his solved racism by having a baby promo he had last year, right? This yeah. is this was masterful. This is Cody's always had this ability in him. He was this in Ring of Honor in New Japan, right? He was laying down straight fire on the mic. And he wavered a little bit here and there, which is hey, it happens, right? But I'm so glad to see that. I've never fully hated the Cody character, even though he wouldn't embrace being a heel or being the tweener. I think he's finally found that niche there where he's the perfect amount of code lander <clears throat> to still kind of appease him as being a face but not really a face so we'll see it's going to be a fantastic match 100 mixed mixed tag match though to start the night wrestling wise that is <sighs> <laughs> That's the go go. It's everything, everything I wanted. Expected here, you know. You have you have four of the best right now in in the business, really. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And they 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 played a masterful storytelling arc in the in the match. Britain at Britain Cole quick tagging out. You know, whenever the other person come in at the very beginning. Oh no no. Oh, it's her. You gotta go. She. You gotta get out. Oh, it's him. Oh, you gotta get out. You know, and. Mm-hmm. Just go on. Talk about what were some of your favorite spots in this match? Because there were so goddamn oh. many. There were oh. so many. The ending, <laughs> so, the ending by far we were going to get to, but go to it. Yeah. So let's see. I mean, my favorite, there, my three favorite spots are towards the end. Okay, that's fine. We'll go to it. So, so uh, my one of my favorites was when Chris Satlander was going for an area four fifty one and. Um, on on oh. Brit and Cole went over and was like no 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 no, no. <laughs> and then she does an uh, uh, area four fifty one her four fifty splash which by the way is probably one of the most beautiful four fifty splashes out there it is just a thing of beauty like it just looks amazing hits it on both of them it's like bam I'm like oh my god so good. then then later you had almost stereo. 
uh, Canadian destroyers. <laughs> so you had Britt hitting Chris Statlander with a, with a Canadian destroyer on the outside on, on the, the walkway. The ramp, the ramp went straight. The ramp was short this week, and he went straight up to the to the ring. And yeah. Adam Cole was perched on the steps. He was going to do a Panama Sunrise to Cassidy, but then he realizes Statlander's on the ramp, so he turns around and points at her like he's going to do a Panama Sunrise on Statlander on the ramp. And out of fucking nowhere, here comes Britt, who just steps up and does a Canadian straight Canadian destroyer on her. And it's like, yes. It, it was awesome. And then right after that, Orange Cassidy got the Panama Sunrise... And oh my god, like it was awesome. Then after that, like he went, um, Cole went for the, the cover one, two, you know, got out two. Mm-hmm. It's like, what yep. the hell? So then they go to set up a, a, a table on the outside, uh, Britt and Adam. Yeah, they, t- they take the uh, the timekeeper's table over. Yeah, um, so they set they set that up, and then Britt gets up on the apron, um, as Adam and, and Orange Cast are going at it, and then Orange goes to Superman Punch. Uh, or orange punch, uh, Adam misses him and then bumps into Britt, who falls through the table, which set Cole oh, off. Just his face snap, just boom. You oh. see his eyes snap. Oh, and then, so yeah, then he then he hit him with um, low he super kick. Yeah, low he blow. low blowed him. He low blowed yeah, him, him. Then the boom. Held his head, is yelling at him. Took down his knee pad. Hit the boom. One, two, three, your winners. But oh my God. Now, a little bit later on, then Tony Schiavone catches up, or some uh, Marvez or whoever, interview backstage, Marvez. right? And he takes the mic and tells him, you know, go pissed off right immediately. And then he's going, he's, so he's shooting on Cassidy the whole time. And he said, this is, I'm sick of this. We are going to end this. Next week in at beach break, no disqualification, lights out match, you and me. Oh, so next week in in Cleveland, Ohio, where the, the beach of the Erie is wonderful this time of year, you have AEW's beach break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but you will have a title unification ladder match and a lights out no DQ match. And, okay, now's the time. I think they end, of course, with the lights out because it's a lights out match. There's no, it's got to be at the end of the show, right? And it's going to be ridiculous, right? It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. It's probably going to involve some Red Dragon interference. We know this. There's going to be things going on. And I think Cole gets the win. And afterwards, they, they tend to they start to go after him even more. That's the thing. They're going to go after Cassie even more. I think I agree with you. He then gets saved. By one Mr. Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. You've came over. You believe it now. I, I think it's setting up too nice. The the teases that Gargano's putting out there, I just feel like I feel like it's in Cleveland. It just feels too perfect for it not to happen. You know, so, you know, my, my original thing is because he was hell-bent on not doing anything. He might have just been kayfaving us the whole time, right? But he was hell-bent on not doing anything until the baby was born and get you know, a little bit after that, right, right? But I think he's going to show up and he might do a couple promos, you know, the next week. And then, you know, we'll see him in videos, but not a lot until the baby's already born. That's my thought, so... 
Yeah. Is that is that what you were going? Is that the same idea you had for next week, or did you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Red Dragon and and the Bucks, like the the Super Elite, is going to come out and really get after Orange Cassidy, um, including Britt, and then of course the best friends are going to come out and try to make a save. Um, and they're outnumbered, obviously, because they don't have have the numbers because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, Rapunga Vice is is in a match too, right? Well, that's yeah. this Friday. This is that's this Friday. Wednesday. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So next Wednesday, so they'll be available. But then we'll see. How Johnny Gargano comes out. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny's the one who comes out and makes the save. I think it's Johnny because you've got instant build up there with Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, and Gargano, who are magic together and i don't care what anybody says those is rehashing nxt it's rehashing the best parts of nxt bring in shit bring in uh um keith lee after february yes i don't care that's the part of nxt i'd want to see rehashed so sure great let's yeah, know exactly do you guys think johnny wrestling is going to show up in his hometown next week this to me sounds like the perfect setup for it so now that we've got that out of the way, can we talk about arguably the best entrance that we've seen in 2022? Um, you or at, maybe in the past year? We can't. Oh, one last thing I forgot to mention. I know that um, some of our female viewers get mad if we don't have a Wardlow segment on the show. Uh, there was an MJF and Wardlow promo um, for his birthday tomorrow, uh, or today I should say. Last night it was you know birthday tomorrow. Um, he apologized to Wardlow. However, he's knocking his pay for laying his hands on him. And he gave us a timeline. So at Revolution, they're going to have a a grab the brass ring, I think, match for TNT title first contender, something of that nature. He basically is setting this up for for Warload to win that, win the title, and give it to him, which is going to be their fallout. 100%. 100%. F- FYI. So they're, they're, they, they're, they're laying some specifics in that. Talk about the entrance now. Okay. Picture this. <laughs> Pitch black. Some new music hits. Then there's a light with some fog. And two figures stand there. Both wearing masks. One's got antlers. One looks like the guy from Nightbreed. If you've never seen Nightbreed, do yourself a favor. It's one of the best scary masks of all time. Or more looks like the Blades. Yeah, the Blade has has one like that. But anyway, there they are. Music is just amazing. Then they make their way into the ring. They take off their mask. Brody King stands up above Malachi Black. And as Malachi takes off his mask, he holds it up to Brody. Brody holds it up above. And then here is Malachi sitting in, you know, uh, crisscross applesauce with his arms out. It is one of the most stunning sights of an entrance I have seen. Like the symbolism and the fear Mm. it strikes is just unpalatable. Fantastic. I don't like the music as much as I like Malachi's solo music. 
Oh, I don't either, but it just, their walk-in was great. The, yeah, the walk-in was great. It'd be better if they had a longer ramp. <laughs> I agree, know? and I think that kind of hampered it. It's it. arena-specific. I get it. It's cool. Whatever. You know, it's going to be different. And that's the cool thing about AEW is that you get differences, but it was great. And they officially are going by their PWG and other tag team name, the Kings of the Black Throne. So... I'm so yep. happy for that too. Uh, the match itself was short, but not in a squash way. Not really. Yeah, I agree. It was just enough. Yeah, and they're doing. They're selling a lot about Brody King being big, intimidating. Really got in the head of uh, uh, Pillman, sort of bit. You know, Julia Hart is kind of floating around the outside. Just kind of there, not really. You know, as I'm saying, there's long playing it more than I like. Now, after the match is where the good stuff happened. So they do their um, Dante's Inferno, which is the name of their finisher. Fantastic. <laughs> and then Malachi so grabs a microphone and he gets interrupted by a video. A really good video. Tell them about the video, Jamie. It's none other than the bastard pack with his cinchy uh, garb on blindfold. Thank you. On um, sorry, that's a Mortal Kombat reference for cinchy. Um, but anyway, I know, I know. <laughs> so um, he he just cuts another one of those promos. He sees he sees Malachi for who he really is and. Um, lots of symbolism there. He had the, the Justice card again, the, the, the tarot card. With with and the eyes scratched, eyes X'd out on the tarot card. Blind Justice. Yeah, takes, it was... He takes the blindfold off and at the end shows his eyes. He says he's found a new vision. I mean, lots of symbolism thrown in there. If you want to read down below in the comment section, Heather would have already dissected this ten times better than we could. But it'll... Yeah. It... it it's great. He said he's not going to be. He, he's a. He's, did you what? Did you expect me to stand up and like like follow you whenever you came clapping? It's not going to happen. You know, it's mm-hmm. very good. Very so good. him and Penta. It's setting up for him and Penta to go against them, obviously, because there's no Ray. Ray is out for probably three mm-hmm. months instead of instead of a way year longer. <laughs> yeah. So three three to five months is is what the the return time is, and he'll probably have a sleeve on on his elbow for ever. Um, but you know, yeah, crazy. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what happens with that there. Um, other things that happen, I mentioned the Hardy bit, um, Kazarian match we already talked about. Uh, Hangman kind of came out after that. You know, it's going to be Hangman and Archer soon for the title. Sure, right? Dan Lambert's involved with that. Dan Lambert's also still involved with the Man of the Year. They had a quick little promo where Ethan Page accepted a challenge. I didn't even realize there was a challenge out there. I think it was more just kind of an open, anybody wants me, come get me challenge mocks throughout there. Ethan Page probably unwisely uh, accepted that challenge for this Friday night's live Rampage. So, Rampage this Friday, you're going to have... Um, Ethan Page versus Moxley. You've got Rapungi Vice versus the Young Bucks. Uh, you have um, TBS champion uh, Jade Cargill. I, can't, I, can't remember. I, just keep, I keep wanting to say that bitch. You got that bitch versus uh, number 99 
and a J. And there's one other match I can't remember, but pretty good. Those whenever there's a live rampage, they put some good shit in there. So um, that's pretty cool. And the only do you want to talk about the main event at all? I mean, we pretty much already have talked about it. It was fun. Yeah, it was it was a good match. I mean, I don't know. The me, face is one. Moxley to me it was Moxley, Cody, House of Black. That was the stuff. Well, and then you had Adam Cole stuff too. You know, Cole and Britt. That yeah. was it was really like the first half of Dynamite was was the best half. You had all the good stuff happening in the first half. Hundred percent, and like I'm really excited for Beach Break now. I am. I was on the fence, and now I'm not. I'm not on the fence. Well, and they've only announced four matches for it. So, uh, besides, you have the ladder match for the TNT title unification. You have lights out match. You have women's match. They did more stuff with Layla Hirsch. Is now feuding with both Red Velvet and Chris Statlander. And even if you don't care that much about them. It's they're building more than one feud in the women's division. This is what they need to do. Cool, good. So you're gonna have Layla Hirsch versus um, Red Velvet, and then you've got six man tag Jericho Santana and Ortiz versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. So that's what they've announced for Beach Break. There's probably gonna be not maybe maybe one more match because ladder match and a lights out match that's gonna eat up a lot of freaking time. Yeah, they didn't announce Archer and Heyman, did they? Nope. I felt like that was just like assumed at this point. I think it is, but I think because you've got a ladder match and a lights out match that you can't throw in that ta- that championship match as well. That's fair. To me, that that's feels fair. too much. Um, maybe you've got another trial of MJF with CM Punk going up against somebody. Fuck, I don't know. FTR, two-on-one two <laughs> handicap. Match. Whatever, right? Yeah, maybe that. Maybe you have something. I don't know. Well, Beach Break's going to be cool. Rampage, I think, is going to be a really good Rampage this week here. And uh, we're not super far out. We're about uh, three weeks out from Revolution, I want to say. Yeah, a little like bit that. longer than that. In, no, it's in March. That's right. I'm a, it's in March, yeah. So about seven weeks out. is Okay, yeah. So good stuff coming here. Uh, there's good stuff this weekend. Like we said, DWF this Saturday, Overland Park, if you're in the Kansas City area, 25 bucks for tickets, 7.05 bell time, South Overland Park. Come join us. Should be a good time, we hope. We'll let you know. Uh, Sunday, go buy GCW Hammerstein Ballroom. It's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait for that show. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, kind of what happened on Beach Break. Recap the week in wrestling. Looking forward to more Impact stuff as well. I want to see how far we're going to go with this Ring of Honor invasion. Are we going to go full-blown? I know that they got Bull Club coming up soon. The Girls of Destiny are going to be on, on Impact. I'm telling y'all, Impact's got some stuff going on. A lot of people... A lot of people still dog on Impact, and I I got it to the most for them. I understood for the most part some of their concerns, but I don't know. Twenty twenty two Impact looks fucking bomb. Just telling y'all. All right, you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, no. I I think I think we got a lot of wrestling in in a short amount of time. All right. Well, um, as we said before, 
Leave a comment down below. Give us a tweet at Total Spot Fest. Like, subscribe, share, all the good things. We will see you next week. Be on the lookout. We'll be announcing as we have interviews coming up here. We should have one next week, early next week, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and then hopefully the week after that we should have another one. So we're, we're getting to the point where we're starting to stack some up, so hopefully we'll have one every week. But just follow us on Twitter or uh, you know follow along on here. Subscribe. Do the bell. You'll know when we get those interviews out here. So thank yep. you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate you giving us some of your time. Jamie, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down with Total Spot Fest, I have three words for you. Welcome back, Mox. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Peace.